ready? Mm -hmm. I'd like to call the um, May 8th Planning Commission meeting to order. We do have a quorum. Um, public comments. A, we have no public comments other than what's uh, connected with the public hearings. Uh, communications, disclosures, and recusals. Do we have any of those tonight? Uh, yes, Commissioner Berger. Um, I did just book something, so I will not be here for the July 10th meeting. I just wanted to Thank you. Let you know. uh, the schedule of meetings. Uh, we have uh, regular meetings of May 22nd, uh, June 5th, uh, June 19th. I will not be here for the June 19th meeting. Uh, special meetings, uh, May 30th, uh, Tuesday, May 30th. Uh, it's the Planning Commission Long Range Transportation Planning uh, Committee uh, bus tour. Uh, Monday, June 26th, we have the Comprehensive Plan and Work Session on the future land use map. Okay, I just skipped the minutes, sorry. We do we have a second? Um, uh, motion by Commissioner Rui and a second by Commissioner Berger to approve the minutes as presented. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed? Uh, motion carries. Thank you, Mike. Mr. Rui. <clears throat> uh, special items of business. Okay. Just, just a reminder, I will not be here on the May 30th meeting or June 5th. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Payne. Moving on to special items of business, uh, election of chair and vice chair. Do we have any nominations for chair? Yes, Commissioner King. Are we allowed to just make this simple? And can I just say that I nominate Ken to remain the chair and Brad to remain the vice chair? That's my motion. We have a motion by Commissioner King with a second by Commissioner Rui to nominate um, Ken Open as chair and myself, Brad Cantrell, as vice chair. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. All those opposed, abstain. Uh, motion carries. Um, we have um, some committees that uh, we need uh, appointments to. Uh, we have two appointments to the Long Range Transportation Planning Committee. Uh, do we have any nominations? Commissioner Berger. I've got some nominations, and again, if you want to make it um, expeditious, I could go through a few other nominations sure, as well. Sure, sure, that would be great. Um, so for the Long Range Transportation Planning Committee that you mentioned, um, I nominate um, Jim Paluski to continue and Jim Oath as a new member. Okay. Um, for the PED Bike Committee, I nominate Mike Rui to continue on that for a joint um, Southeast um, Campus Planning Committee, nominate Brad Kentrell to continue, okay. and um, 
then for the Joint West Campus Area Committee, I guess, unless anybody steps up, I would refer that to the future. Okay. Do we have any nominations for Joint West? See, seeing, seeing that, uh, so we have a motion by um, Commissioner Berger on the nominations um, that she mentioned other than Joint West, which will refer that to the next meeting. Do we have a second to those nominations? Okay, uh, second by Commissioner King. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Uh, motion carries. Uh, we have one item of new business that's uh, Legislature 46730, creating Section uh, 16.02 of the Madison General Ordinances to create a procedure for applying to the Capital Area Regional Planning Commission uh, for the expansion of the Central Urban Service Area. Do we have a presentation or is it that we just, um, do we have a motion to approve that? Um, motion by Commissioner Rui. Do we have a second? Second by Commissioner King. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Those opposed? The motion carries. <coughs> uh, it's not quite 545. Can we get, have the secretary's report? Certainly. Let's see. Our upcoming May 22nd regular meeting, we'll have a presentation by Arthur Ross and a consultant from uh, who's been working with traffic engineering on a downtown Madison bike and moped parking study. We'll have some staff comment on that as it relates to the, the city's zoning code, which some of you worked, worked hard on several years ago. Um, next, we'll also have a, a staff update on the High Point Raymond Neighborhood Development Plan Amendment. And so we'll have two items that are sort of special items of business at our next meeting. Um, a couple of zoning text amendments and um, one of which, the, the second one on the list there, would increase the allowable density of residential development in some of our mixed-use districts. So for purely residential buildings, they could move forward at, at greater densities than they can today, still as a with, with conditional use review. Moving on to the June 5th meeting, um, the, the main or most substantial item of business is a new uh, residential building complex with 105 new housing units at 9910 Watts Road. I think those are the those are the notable items coming up before you in the near future. Okay. It's not quite uh, 5:45, uh, uh, which we'll be having the public hearings then. So I'll just recess for the next five minutes, and then we'll uh, call the meeting back to order. I'm going to call the Planning Commission meeting back to order. It's uh, uh, 5:45. Uh, we have several public hearings tonight, uh, several of which are on the consent agenda. Uh, items on the consent agenda are those items that uh, planning staff believes that the application has uh, been thoroughly reviewed by city staff and that uh, the, the conditions uh, placed on it have been uh, agreed to by the applicant and uh, there are no individuals uh, 
wishing to uh, speak in opposition of that of the consent item. So on the consent agenda tonight, uh, we have item uh, two, three, four, six, and seven. And I'll read those. Uh, and if uh, I'm assuming the plan commission members do not have any issues with those consent items. So item number two is Legislar 46627. Uh, uh, consideration of a conditional use uh, to construct an accessory building exceeding 576 square feet in traditional residential consent, uh, consistent uh, District 1 uh, zoning and 1,000 square feet of floor area at 5609 uh, Copera Road. We have... One person here in support, uh, available to answer questions, uh, uh, Jesse uh, Snellman at uh, 5609 Copera Road. Uh, she's the applicant. Uh, she's the applicant. Um, we have item number three, uh, Legislature 46628. Uh, consideration of a conditional use for limited production and processing for a retail bake, uh, bakery tenant at uh, 5225 High Crossing Boulevard. Do I read these first? Should I read these first? Uh, we have um, uh, one individual um, in support available to answer question, Jeffrey. Um, I think it's government. Grenier. Grenier. So thank you. Uh, w uh, W125 Anna, Anna Don Road, Brooklyn, Wisconsin. Uh, item number four is Legislar 46629, consideration of a conditional use to construct a motor freight terminal at 6202 to 6402 Manufacturers Drive. Uh, we have um, one individual in support available to answer questions. That's uh, Russell Hinnestoffel at 5500 New Albany Road, uh, Columbus, Wisconsin? Ohio, sorry. Um, item number six. Uh, Legislature 46631, consideration of a conditional use for a private uh, parking facility at 201 Corey Street. Uh, and we have the last item under consent is uh, uh, item number seven, uh, Legislature 46729, consideration of a demolition permit to demolish a single family residence and construct a new single-family residence at uh, 117 North Ingress uh, Salt Street. And we have uh, one individual in support available to questions. That's Phil Jackson at uh, 102 uh, Frischland Place. Uh, 
and uh, I've opened the public hearing. Uh, do, um, do any of the commission members have any questions for those? Seeing none, I'll close the public hearing. Do we have a motion on the consent items? Moved by Commissioner Rui, seconded by Commissioner Oath to approve. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. Those opposed, uh, motion carries. The consent items have been approved. Uh, one last item on the uh, agenda is item number five is uh, Legistar 46630, consideration of a conditional use uh, parking reduction to allow an existing building to be converted into a community center at 214 Wabisa Street. I'll, uh, do we have a staff report? Yes, uh, Mr. Parks. Mr. Chair, members of the Plan Commission, uh, 214 Wabisa Street is a request by Goodman Community Center to uh, renovate and expand an existing 9,000 square foot building uh, into an addition or annex uh, for the existing community center, which is located Kitty Corner on the east side of Wabisa Street on the north side of the Capital City Trail. 214 Wabisa Street, uh, the proposal before you calls for the uh, former Madison Brassworks building to be converted into an approximately 30,000 square foot community center uh, for use by Goodman Community Center. Uh, the proposal, as determined by the zoning administrator, requires 80 parking stalls. The request before the plan commission is approval of a parking reduction. Uh, for effectively 100% of the required parking. Uh, community centers are a permitted use in the traditional employment zoning district. However, because of the amount of parking reduction requested, the plan commission must approve a conditional use. In particular, uh, in reviewing the conditional use, uh, the plan commission, in addition to finding that standards one through nine as they apply to uh, all conditional uses may all, all, must also find the conditional use standard 10 is met, which deals specifically with uh, parking reductions. Uh, the applicant indicates that they have a formal agreement with Madison Kipp, who owns the parking lot at 201 Corey Street, which you just approved, uh, private parking facility conditional use for. Uh, to use uh, six of the parking stalls or to continue using six of the parking stalls in the existing lot uh, at all times of all days. In addition, after 4.30 p.m. on weekdays and on all weekends, uh, the applicant, uh, Goodman Community Center, will have full access uh, for use of the 43-stall parking lot at 201 Corey Street. Uh, additionally, uh, on page five of the staff report, uh, by Chris Wells. Uh, Chris identified uh, at the top of page five where uh, Goodman Community Center has other arrangements for off-site parking uh, and the conditions under which uh, they, uh, that Goodman can use those parking stalls. It includes 50 stalls at St. Bernard's Church and two additional uh, properties that are owned by Madison Kipp. Uh, as shown on that map, as well as on that map are where uh, on-street parking uh, is available. Although, as Chris points out in his staff report, uh, availability of that parking is very limited due to the high demands in that area. 
Planning staff has reviewed the conditional use and believes that the Planning Commission can find the uh, request for parking reduction uh, to be met. Uh, staff believes that due to the site's location adjacent to the Capital City uh, bike trail, as well as uh, ready, or ready uh, metro service in, uh, on Atwood Avenue, that uh, there is adequate uh, alternative means to serve the community center annex that is proposed as well as the roughly 233 off-street parking stalls that are available uh, under conditions uh, for Goodman Community Center to use for its uh, various needs. Uh, so we believe that the conditional use for the parking reduction can be met. I uh, should note that at your places tonight you did receive an addendum uh, to the staff report uh, for 214 Wabisa Street. Uh, during the review of the conditional use request for the parking reduction, uh, it was brought to light that uh, there are concerns about the proposed access to the uh, community center at 214 Wabisa Street, as shown on the plans, and you will hear more during the uh, presentation by the applicant. Uh, they are proposing to take uh, their primary access from the Capital City Trail that forms the northwestern edge of the property. Uh, at this time, no approvals have been granted by the city uh, to use that as a as an access, uh, and that access approval uh, is not what is before the plan commission tonight. Uh, conditions uh, from the city engineering division, including conditions 213 and 15, and the traffic engineering condition 19, all address uh, the ability to use the uh, city's transportation corridor in which the bike path is located uh, for access and uh, staff believes that until those approvals are given, there's uh, some question about uh, how access to this building will be provided. Eric Halverson from Traffic Engineering is seated right behind me and can answer questions in particular about Condition 19. Uh, but uh, the addendum kind of lays out the, some of the background for the conditions that are in the major non-standard comments that are in the original staff report Staff would be happy to answer questions about both the parking reduction, the proposed conditions, and uh, anything else after the public hearing. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Parks. Uh, I'll open the public hearing. Our first uh, speaker is uh, Becky Steinhoff at uh, 149 Wabisa in support. Executive Director of the Goodman Community Center, and I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here. Just to, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background, and then our architect will be here to talk specifically about the project. Um, we began in 2005 developing a plan for the current Ironworks building, which is Kitty Corner across the Capital City Trail from this building. We opened in 2008 after a $12.5 million capital campaign that renovated that building. Since the time that we have been in there, so going on, coming up on 10 years, we have increased 387% in the programming we offer and have gone to needing space to continue growing to meet the need of our community. This project will result, um, we'll be completing this project as well as doing some changes in the existing community center. But this building, when complete, will house all of our middle and high school programming and expanded teen employment program, alternative high school and education programming and other enrichment programming for middle and high school students. The second floor will actually be our administrative offices. 
the, at the Goodman Community Center, the current location will expand early childhood, elementary, after school, older adult program spaces, as well as more multi-purpose community spaces for our community. We turn away, you know, like something like 100 calls a month for use in the building that we cannot accommodate by our community and the Madison community. So that is the logic and the reason behind, and it's a, as Cliff will explain, it's a, we're filling the entire site. In fact, Madison Kip is donating a piece of their land on 201 Quarry Street for us to put the addition and for the use of, to redo the parking lot. Um, I can certainly answer any questions if people have them. Are there any questions for Ms. Steinhoff? Uh, seeing none. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, the next speaker is uh, Cliff uh, Goodert at uh, 309 West Johnson Street in support. You have three minutes. Thank you. Uh, just to review the building design and the site design real quickly, uh, this, this uh, site plan actually uh, describes uh, both items number five and six. This is the, the new parking lot that you approved as part of item number six. I don't know if you can see the red dashed lines, but that, that indicates where the parking lot is presently. And because uh, Madison Kip donated about 21 feet uh, of the north part of their parking lot, we were able to d redesign it, bring it into compliance with uh, parking lot standards, and get an, an additional 5,300 square feet of site area in which to expand the Goodman Community Center Brassworks project. The, the project will um, demolish the uh, 1950s storage building. Could you speak to the, uh, into the microphone, please? Yes. Right. So the project will demolish the 1950s concrete block storage buildings uh, where the new addition is presently shown on the renderings. We are going to restore the uh, original 1918 and 1936 Brassworks manufacturing area for uh, public gathering and multi-purpose spaces. Uh, the building... The building is sited so that uh, its access uh, and entrance is uh, visible from the Ironworks building, which is across Wabisa Street and across the bike path. And uh, that's, uh, I think, what Tim was talking about when he, he was discussing the, uh, the future approval that we hope to get to be able to uh, use the um, transportation corridor as the, the front entrance. Uh, this, this picture shows what the parking lot and the building additions look like now. And this photograph right here shows what the building elevation presently looks like along the bike path. And this rendering is what we hope to construct uh, with the entrance here. This is the um, existing building that's going to be um, preserved. And the new addition back along the, the bike path. Uh, I think all of the parking reduction request information has been uh, explained by Tim. Uh, Becky told you about the program. I explained a little bit about the building, and I can ask any questions that you might have about the building. Any questions? Uh, yes, Commissioner Carter. Yeah, thank you. And so... Take me back to where the existing center is located on your 
other site plan. Right. Uh, next one. So this is uh, this is Wabisa Street right here, mm -hmm. the Capital City Bike Path. This is the Goodman Community Center Ironworks Building right here, Madison Pit. And so Atwood Avenue is okay. further down. So where is the Madison Brass Works? That is this building, this right here, and this is the existing parking lot that would get realigned. So the, the entrance that we're proposing is right here so that you cross and come right over because it's going to be teens going back and forth uh, to both buildings. But we, we also, as you can see from the rendering there, we also have um, an entrance off of Wabisa Street and we also have an entrance off of the parking lot into the building. And how many parking spaces do you have in the existing building and how many parking spaces are you going to have in the new one? Well, the Ironworks building, mm -hmm. that has, I believe, 43 parking stalls. And uh, we will have zero um, in the Brassworks project because there's a pro there will be a property line along here, and this is Madison Kipps mm -hmm. parking, which they have a formal agreement, as Tim described, uh, with the community center to let them use these spaces and others on their, on their uh, site. And St. Bernard's has 50 that they uh, allow uh, the Goodman Center to use and additional parking uh, upon special request. Any other questions, Commissioner? Okay. Uh, Commissioner Berger. Hi. Um, and you just briefly touched on this. I don't know if it will be a question for you or Ms. Steinoff, but I was wondering about um, the users of this building being the teens. It sounded like the uses would be a bit separated with teens and administration in this building and younger and programming and, and older programming in the other. How much you know, foot traffic do you anticipate between the two sites on a regular basis? As when she was describing the uses, I actually thought perhaps it would be quite separate, but you said like people might be walking back and forth a lot. Do you envision it being like a high pedestrian flow between the two sites? I, I could let Becky um, answer that, but I think the teens will be located here. It will be more staff. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, right. I'm having a lower back issue with oh, saying, yeah. I'm sorry, wincing. Um, it won't be high flow, mm. but we have a commercial kitchen in the other building. A lot of the culinary classes will take place in that. So it, there will be students walking back and forth, but it's not, um, it, it won't be high traffic, no. Okay. And, um, and also, I don't know if um, you had seen the email that came from one of the neighborhood residents just talking about how, you know, thrilled they are with the Goodman Community Center and, and everything, you know, happy and says that most of the time parking is not an issue, but talks about how on certain event days, you know, things get all crazy in the neighborhood. And she made some suggestions. Did you that, see that email? Yep, and we actually yeah. already sent an email to MSCR, the white school building, to oh, see great. if we could get because I thought that was a great suggestion. Okay, yes. Yeah, the language of the signs they put up yeah. reminding people of parking ordinances. And especially, too, since you do have the other parking available for your evening and weekend events in the church and the right. KIPP, and if you could point people in those directions Absolutely. to get them off the street. Okay, thank you. Yes, we have a few other questions. Uh, Commissioner Oath? So, Becky, I'm just curious. 
if you reduce the size of the building by 20 feet for the length of the building, what are you sacrificing in terms of service? Um, I'm not sure I understand that question. Uh, if you look along the Madison Kip property, yep. if you reduce it 20 feet, I'll say north of that, for the whole length of that property. You mean where they donated the 20 feet of yeah. land? Yeah. Um, well, I guess if you just reduce the size of the building by 20 feet for the length of right. the building, would, what, are, what are you sacrificing? Um, Cliff might actually be better able to answer that, but on that side of the building are a lot of our middle and high school classrooms and spaces. But it's a very strange-shaped triangular property, and getting good flow between corridors and stairwells and elevators without that 20 feet, it ends up not being as nearly as usable. Um, the amount of square footage we would be usable square foot is, feet is reduced dramatically by not having that addition on the other side. Um, so, yeah, so here's a, uh, a first floor plan. And you can imagine if 20 feet came out of this area right here, uh, how it would really uh, adversely affect the design. Uh, upstairs on the second floor are the, are the community center's admin offices that they're going to relocate here from the ironworks. And again, 20 feet cut, cut out of, of this zone right here would, would make uh, a very long and narrow um, addition and not very efficient. Uh, Commissioner Carter. Back to that 20 feet, what would be the impact to um, reduce the banquet or multi-purpose room? That's the, the larger one. Yeah, that's the existing historic building. <laughs> so that's okay. the piece we're keeping. The, right. Yes. Yeah, so that, this is going to be the main multi-function space that. It would not be the, the 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 existing property line is right down here, so that would not be affected. Okay, going back to parking for one moment because I've been to several um, events there, and I find it um, it would be uh, probably an inconvenience to be parking at the church when you are and I'm talking as someone who's been a guest at receptions to park that far away and yet there was no sign saying I could park at KIPP either. Right. So those are changes from so this building is that much closer. I mean so the parking the St. Bernard's parking lot is like right here. Just across Corey Street. Um so in St. Bernard's before now has not given us formal permanent agreement to use 50 spaces. That's going to be new with signage mm -hmm. saying it's Goodman Space Parking 24-7. We can also request the rest of their parking lot, as we currently do, to be used for bigger events. Um, I guess as a guest, how would I know that? Um, because Depend so we are, when we can do a better job of this, but we certainly when people rent the facility, we share with them maps that they can use for their invitation, so it shows where alternative parking is available, and maybe we can make that more. I mean, we can 
increase and let, let people know that we've heard that people want that on the posters, not to, to that, but there are maps. We even use, like last weekend, was El Dia de los Niños, which is one of our biggest events annually. There were over a thousand people in the building throughout the course of the morning. They parked at the Fair Oaks, they used all those parking lots we um, and that happens, you know, two or three times a year that we have events that really maximize that parking. And so you would have signage mm -hmm. telling people where they can park. You're not just depending on an invitation. No, the signage in KIPP will will clearly say. In fact, they've already changed that signage now. They used to have signage saying no Goodman or no only KIPP parking. Right now, the entrances to that KIPP office lot say parking Goodman parking at 4:30 and and weekends, so that's how that change has already been made. Um, St. Bernard's, there'll be signs throughout the corridor where they, the, the very back of their lot is the closest to us, and that's, there'll be signage in that lot. Um, so we will, and you know, with the suggestion from the neighbor to talk about the, exactly where parking is as people are looking, but okay. there's no doubt this is a denser urban area, and that parking is, is at certain times of the year when we have bigger events is challenging. There's no doubt. Uh, Commissioner Rui. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> uh, differ with our traffic folks. I think it's really great that you're not turning your back to the bike path corridor. And I think that uh, the only concern I have is the pedestrian traffic between the two buildings. And I'd like you to show me what the traffic pattern is going to be. Uh, pedestrian traffic. Sure. Uh, but just like uh, every street in town has access, to me this is another street that deserves access. But that's a side sure. comment. Well, so well, so uh, this, is, this is. I don't know if you can. Everybody can see this little picture. This is the tip of our building. Yeah, I, yeah. So people would be coming either this way or I don't this care, way. Right down <laughs> on the path itself. When you get down by the brassworks, right? Where so they walking? The lands. So the way we have the. The right-of-way designed is to put landscaping, seating, yeah. bike racks in yeah. this corridor. Yeah, I understand that part. Well, that will discourage people using the bike path as the entry point. There's a full walkway. Yeah, I, I, I guess I looked at the walkway, and it looked like you could make it better to well, encourage them to use it. What? Uh, diagonal a little, little more. Uh, I don't know if you got a drawing there. Yeah, that's the drawing I wanted to see right there. Uh, so, so here's the public sidewalk, right? And then this this walk here would come off the sidewalk. And well, you do have a diagonal on that drawing, uh, like a wide open. Yeah, and then this is a this is a plaza area. Could, could you uh, on that drawing? Could you show me where the the edge of the sidewalk is and the gets the northeast? This is no, this. no. What you're putting in? What what you're putting in? Where's the north edge of the sidewalk? The north edge of the sidewalk is here. No, I. No. The, the north edge is right here. See that dark line you've got on there? Is that the edge of the sidewalk? This, this right here is the edge of no, the no, sidewalk. No, no, stop, stop, right there, stop. Go up a little by the e, the e and the tree word. That's the bike. That's the bike. Oh, no, I know that. Uh, the e and the tree. Yeah, the e the and the tree. The word tree. Yeah. The e in it. There's three. There's That's two up there. Tree. I should come up and point. Uh, so you're talking about there. Right there. You've got a dark diagonal. Is that the edge of the sidewalk? 
Yeah, the silo. Yeah, we would we would clip it out over here because you know. Because you kept pointing to the other line, and I'm wondering if that diagonal is the edge of the sidewalk. Yes. Okay, that's that's uh, what I want to see. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so it gets wider. To encourage the pedestrians to walk what appears what appears to be the shortest path to between two points. Right. Okay, thank Correct. you. Absolutely. And, and there's the, the bike path is busy enough that we, we want to discourage people using the bike path to walk. Okay. I just think the city council is going Okay. You bet. <coughs> um, Commissioner Shepard. Thank you. Hi, um, this is going to be a suggestion tucked into a question, okay? <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, Commissioner Berger was the first to once again talk about pedestrians and that sort. Um, I'm assuming that you will continue to work with traffic to make sure that, once again, pedestrian Pedestrians and also bikes, once again, in that area are safe. You may consider or think about something like a solar flashing light or something. So as folks, mm -hmm. particularly automobiles, they come through there, they know to slow down, be a little bit more cautious, maybe even, again, some sort of a strip on the street itself to highlight where people are. Again, that's right. all between. Those are great suggestions. Well, again, and you will continue to work with traffic, again, to make that area but once again, as safe as possible, because I agree with uh, Commissioner Berger's point earlier that I guess one in terms of exact in terms of the amount of, of pedestrian traffic uh, or once again, folks walking from one building to the other, you know, that right. might be heavy. And also something to think about would be um, I don't know if there are certain peak times of the day when you would expect that sort of traffic to take place. I'm assuming. You know, once we get to the summer, maybe sort of more all-day activities. But, you know, in the winter time, again, are there certain peak hours where we really need to sort of uh, watch the combination of humans and automobiles oh, yeah, and bicycles been, and all those sort of things. That's so, a complex corner there, right. intersection. And we have been in discussion, and I think it's planned, but I'm not sure, with traffic about putting stop signs here and on the other side. So on either side of the bike path around that curve to have stop signs because traffic, some, you know, this is sort of a blind corner and they come right. around that curve. Exactly. Right, exactly. With pedestrians, bikes, and, and that. So right. I'll leave that up to the professionals and, yeah. and yourself to work out. Thank, Thank, Thank you. you for raising it. Alder Roma. Thank you, Chair. Just to follow up on that point, I had been working with traffic engineering, and I would have thought they were going to install stop signs. We discussed it. We met with KIPP because the best place – was going to impact their their truck arrivals from their driveway and so as far as I'm concerned that's on in the queue to be done okay. any other questions for the applicant uh, seeing none thank you thank you we have uh, three other individuals in support not wishing to speak uh, they, they include uh, Derek uh, uh, Cruz Zinke at uh, 4113 uh, Barbary Lane in Madison, <clears throat> and Brent Hagemeyer at uh, 2134 Linden Avenue in support, not wishing to speak, and Jonathan Beck at 110 uh, Standish Court uh, in support, not wishing to speak. Uh, do we have any other questions for the um, any of the uh, Individuals, seeing none, do we have uh, close the public hearing? 
Uh, do we have do we have questions for city staff? Yes, Commissioner Berger. Thank you. So I just wanted to verify that if, whether staff, whether um, Mr. Parks or um, Mr. Halverson, if anybody has a suggestion to tweak um, condition 19, because there doesn't seem to be any, um, it just says, the applicant shall reorient the building to either the parking lot or Wabiza Street. And if I understood things correctly, it's kind of hinging on this other process, whether or not they actually need to do that. Is that true? And if so, you know, do, do you guys recommend that we, you know, tweak that a little bit? Like if it does not get the approval, you know, kind of said the, the same way that number three or number 12 or two and 13 talk about if they don't obtain the privilege and streets agreement? Mr. Parks. They would be required to get the approvals regarding the transportation corridor, regardless of whether they needed a parking reduction or this matter was before the plant commission whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And from the standpoint that until the access from the Capital City Trail uh, has been addressed through likely a lease process which is ultimately approved by the Common Council. Uh, we don't know what the nature of the northern access is. Uh, it very well may look exactly as it does right now uh, and I don't want to speak for Mr. Halverson who can certainly chime in as well. Oh, he didn't take his name tag down. He did at one point. I think he was trying to uh, avoid uh, having to answer any questions. And I'm trying my best to help him. But um, basically, there's a number of ways that this could all play out. And I think the way that traffic engineering was approaching it uh, was to uh, use the plan commission process uh, because it's the vehicle uh, that so far agencies like traffic and city engineering and others have uh, had to discuss the project, not, specific the, not specifically the parking reduction. The parking reduction is part of the project, but there's, this is a question that's related to the, the, the project at large. Uh, and until the access issue is addressed, uh, all of the agencies, including traffic, were commenting given the opportunity that they had, which was the parking reduction. So long story short, uh, they were kind of looking ahead, which is to say uh, if the building was redesigned to include an access from Wabisa Street, which could likely be its access in perpetuity, you know, not just today, but, you know, 20, 40 years from now, and the building was designed as such today, then there wouldn't be potentially as many issues if for some reason the transportation corridor uh, changed and the northern access had to change with it. Uh, so that was kind of the genesis of the conditions that are in the staff report, most of which are related to the project, only a few of which are specifically related to the parking reduction for the project. Uh, so that really I think it boils down to uh, until the access issue is sorted out through the lease process. 
uh, which is uh, separate from this discussion tonight, uh, that was the approach that traffic engineering was taking. Redesign it so that no matter how that shakes out, then uh, the, the project, you know, would survive in perpetuity. There wouldn't be any major impacts to it versus if it goes forward the way it's designed and somehow something changes with the transportation corridor. And I would defer to Eric uh, otherwise. Okay. I mean, there's already an, there is an entrance on Wabisa, but the, the way that I'm reading this is it's about redesigning it so that it's a, reorienting it so that it's more of a main entrance on Wabisa or Yes. Yeah. So and, basically, and if so you regardless take of what happens, the applicant has to do that per this condition, and that's what you guys all want. Is that what you're saying? I guess the, the way to approach some of these conditions is if the access issue had already been addressed, and the only thing before the plan commission, well, actually, the only thing before the plan commission is the parking reduction. Mm -hmm. uh, but if the access issue was addressed, there would be no condition 19. There would be no conditions saying that you need to get a lease approved or a privilege in streets approved because presumably that would already be in place. And so there wouldn't be a discussion before this body regarding the parking reduction and whether or not the building that the parking reduction uh, is related to is redesigned. So it's kind of a, a timing or order of operations. Right, but if I, let's say I added um, something to this condition if the privilege and streets agreement on the public right-of-way is not agreed to, then, you know, and, then and on with condition. The way that the addendum was worded, we really uh, grappled with this pretty much all day today, okay. actually and since probably late forward. Thursday afternoon, okay. uh, trying to word this right, and it's kind of gone a variety of different ways, and there were proposed alternative conditions that were uh, batted around, and we kind of left it to uh, more the, the bigger context, uh, the bigger picture, and not necessarily proposing new conditions. It's quite possible that the, the Planning Commission could rework Condition 19, uh, and I, we can start kicking some ideas around once we have a, an idea of what direction you want to go. But really, it's Condition 19 is, is appropriate given the state that the project is in right now and the fact that we don't have that approval for the access from the transportation corridor, which the project needs in order to uh, be built as it's designed. Uh, related but unrelated to the parking reduction question. <clears throat> Mr. Parks, uh, l let me just uh, ask you this question. Could the Planning Commission go on record, though, in support of the plan as presented to us? Irrespective of, we understand that the, 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 the alders and, uh, have to approve the uh, lease agreement, but, but can we just you know, in, in, in our approval of the reduction, if the Planning Commission chooses to do that, can we just go on su uh, supporting the plan as presented? Yes and no. Approve yes and the no. parking reduction, yes. find the standards met based on the size of the building, the amount of parking uh, that it's required to have by the zoning code, and the alternative parking arrangements and transportation provided by the applicant, given the location, and then after the Planning Commission has considered the conditional use for the parking reduction and acted on that, it can say whatever it wishes about the project. Okay. And it's possible, too, that that lease may be back before the plan commission as a separate 
well, two related uh, legislative items later uh, coming from the Finance Committee. Uh, but again, it kind of make sure that you separate what you're saying because the entrance orientation has no bearing on the parking reduction. Right. I understand. Okay. Uh, we have some other uh, speaker or questions here. Commissioner Carter. Yeah. Tim, do we have, um, I don't see it included in this packet, but do we have the parking agreements on file from St. Bernard and Kip? I don't know if we have the new arrangement for uh, St. Bernard's, and I don't know if we have the uh, agreements in hand for Madison Kip, uh, but we're well aware of the long-standing relationship that Goodman has with both parties uh, for use of its parking, or use of their parking. Hmm? Um, okay. My second question is I'll hold off on that. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Rui. Thank you. I'm going to ask uh, Eric Halverson directly my questions. So he gets to answer me. I, uh, is Wabisa is Street a transportation corridor? Sure. Do you, uh, do you have access requirements on that corridor? I don't know that I understand the question. We have always had access requirements based do you, on... Do you have access? And do you have requirements when we build buildings on transportation corridors that are streets? Do we put requirements on um, if they can have access or not? Yes. On the whole furniture of a building? No, we allow them to have certain access okay. and certain points. But we, uh, we sometimes say you can't have it on this corridor, but you can have it on that corridor. Well, I, I'm having trouble with this one because we're, we're trying to promote Madison as a biking community, and all of a sudden Absolutely. you're saying we don't want bikes accessing off the bike path. And I'm, I'm questioning one transportation corridor is okay. Why is the other one not okay? Well, again, it's we take things in context and in certain areas. In some areas, we don't want to access vehicular or otherwise based on the traffic concerns in the area. And I do agree that we do want to have a, a larger promotion of Madison and bike. And I think as a department, we spend a lot of time and effort making sure that that's done um, as judicially and responsibly as possible. Um, so in this corridor, we do have a bike path, and we do, want, we do feel that this site has access from that bike path or transportation corridor to this site. What they're asking for now is above and beyond to say that now, not only that, is we're going to restrict the use of this transportation corridor, which we have reserved for a future whatever it could be. And we're just trying to make sure that we are not setting up a situation where this is what it's going to be forever. Because this is, a, to me, I think this is a nice thing for the neighborhood. I think this is a great amenity. I think this is actually a, a, a nice project. But I don't want to say that this is the best and highest use of this corridor forever. And so well, that's why we're trying to make sure that we're reserving that space for whatever may come next. Why didn't you put this restriction on the Krupp uh, project down at uh, Helena Street where it has direct bikes access off the bike path right into the building? Well, I think we, 
Why didn't I didn't, the we didn't have any restriction like that on that project? The corrupt project did inform this one. So at the time of I think when I came through, there wasn't a connection, and I don't believe that there is one now either. On which one? The corrupt the corrupt project. I don't believe direct access to a door or off the bike path. Um, I believe that there's a. Uh, we approved it here. Oh, that's right. We did do that one. Um, we weren't trying to do that, though. But in that case, I think we did ultimately end up in going in that direction. Uh, and then uh, we have a number of other lease agreements down the corridor, um, farther down, where the direct direct access off the bike path to uh, Phase Alma's one, the one next door. Uh, there's some others that we've done uh, leases, and. Uh, the lease the areas are being used why why are you holding up this into a different standard when it's a perfect opportunity to make madison a more bike friendly community i don't think that's what we're doing i think the intent here is to make sure that we have uh, the ability in the future if it does become uh there is a project out there that we want to want to do that this building doesn't have to be totally reprogrammed based on the the new use that we want to use that space for and other leases we also are i'm not i don't have facts on all of them, but for a lot of them, I think we have language in there that says within 10 days of notice, the applicant shall return the space to the city of Madison for whatever uh, use that they it's, choose. It's a little so more than 10 days. But. Well, a lot of, I'm not saying all of them. I know that they're, I was speaking with uh, real estate uh, today about a lot of that. So, why, so instead of putting uh, restriction number 19 in, why don't you just rely on the fact that you're the landlord and do it through a lease process Well, cause instead of doing restriction 19? Some of this is also trying to better inform the plan commission i know that there have been times where projects have come before you and they looked a certain way and then after the review process they looked differently so the intent here was to bring to your attention that this is not set in stone that this is something that we may or may not agree to going forward but this project is not finished and to so again try to put that before you folks so that you know kind of what, what we're thinking about through the entire process. So that was that was my intent with it, was to well, inform you of what how we're viewing this as staff, as the city, and make sure that you have the most information in front of you make the best decision well, that you can. We've been informed by a number of other uh, conditions, and I'm not sure we needed uh, to have uh, information uh, with, uh, with number 19 at all because it's already covered in about three other uh, uh, comments uh, by staff why we have to put a hammer to it with item number 19. If, if we cut off their excess, they're out of luck. That's the way the risk leads. So why should we worry about it, and why do we need uh, number 19 at this point? I guess to me it felt like a neighborly thing to do. Make sure that they're aware that this is a temporary thing, that it could go away, and why don't we make the choices now as best we can so that if that, in, if that eventuality becomes fact, they have a very simple and easy way out to say, okay, this is now our front door. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest that uh, that's their problem. They're aware of it. If they lose that access, they'll have to take care of it. I don't think we have to make that a condition right now. <laughs> uh, that, that is fair, but at the same time, if we make that now, it makes it easier for the city in the future to do whatever project we would decide to do. If we allow them to move forward without making any adjustments to it, then that becomes a harder lift for them and for us in the future. So I would respectfully disagree that this comment should stay in as designed for the purposes I've said. I've so stated. With, with a Krupp project, uh, we have direct access into the Krupp building to inside parking off the bike path. And that can go away? 
that access but to go away. But they still have, they still have access through the back to do that. along the sidewalk um, to their property. So that's I'm sorry, I quit. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Commissioner Rui. Um, Alder Rummel. Thank you. Um, I guess I would draw your attention to the packet or online to floor plan A101. Because it shows the access, all the all the accesses to the project, including a throughway from the Quarry Street parking lot. It's at the back of the packet. Um, from you know through the entire building, and there's two entrances on Wabisa Street now. And so maybe Cliff, you could throw up that A101 so we can see it. And so at some point, the issue would be, I guess, given your concern, Eric, is that some future use of the bike path would preclude this being a major access, which to me means nothing about how you should reorient the building. It's more about landscaping and hardscaping of, like, a, you know, an access point, or maybe how you design your signage over your door. But I really, I guess I'm struggling with number 19, and when, when Chris Wells brought it to my attention, I told him to tell staff I, I don't really support it. Um, because, well, I mean, I mean, I'm totally skeptical that other than, you know, repaving the bike path, that anything in the next 100 years will change. But, you know, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sometimes wrong. So, but it really, honestly, there's... There's all kinds of uses along that bike corridor that people rely on and that we we frame as how we have access and we have a front door to the bike path. And we always, like, log that when it's in plan. So here it is in a plan where the best route from across the street at the community center is to this entrance. I don't know how many of you have walked on that sidewalk right in the historic building, but it's, like, about this wide. And if you wouldn't want your little kids walking there, because, you know, they're not paying attention, and really the traffic is very close. So it seems to me the most logical place, assuming, and the, you know, through the, and I, I agree with Commissioner Rui that these other items, 2, 13, and 15, will deal with this fact of a lease that will, you know, spell out potentially what could happen if this, you know, didn't, you know, something in the future wanted to happen. The city, you know, to protect the city's interests, I understand that, but I just really don't understand number 19 at all. And the best case scenario would be just do something like Commissioner Berger says, which is like to preface it if in some future day, then they should be prepared to review this. But at some point, I guess I don't really understand why why the traffic corridor should determine how the building is oriented. I just really don't see that as, it seems like mission creep to me. Thank you. Mr. Parks, do you have um, something to add? Nothing, okay, good. Um, Commissioner Berger. I was just going, I guess it's not a question of staff, so maybe this is an inappropriate time. I was going to suggest language to it. I don't know if it's an appropriate time to make a motion and suggest um, a, a slight change to Condition 19 in order to... I wonder if I could along. just ask one question, and I, I know we've closed the public hearing, but I have a question for, I think, the architect, because my question is, is that 
access point to the bike trail, is, is that a required access point based on the capacity of this building? Is it required for fire access or for, you know, just for capacity? And if that access point is eliminated, if we take it away in the future, will, will that be a major issue for this building? To answer that question, um, this door right here would, would, is still required. If something happened and we did not have access to the transportation corridor, there is a window opening here that we could put a door onto onto um, Wabisa Street. And it's not right on the property line, so the door swing would not go into the public sidewalk. Okay. So, so if that entry point, the main one, Okay. was eliminated in the future if people go out this way this person these people go out this way and this way okay and then there's access out that way as well okay okay and yes and we have we've designed the parking lot entrance so that it is not as prominent as what's on the bike path but certainly that can will and can in the future function as a building entrance. Okay. Um, thank you. And thank you for allowing me to ask the architect that question. Uh, uh, Commissioner Paleski? Thank you. No, I... Uh, okay. Um, Commissioner Carter? I was just going to ask about the handicap parking because I didn't see any in that. Okay. There are two disabled stalls right here, and then this is this is an accessible route into the building. The floor is a couple of, uh, foot and a half lower here, so there's a switchback ramp into the building. Okay. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> so, um, do we have a, a motion? Anyone questions? Um, Commissioner Berger? Um, I'd, I'd like to propose a motion. Um, I guess I'd like to propose um, that we do recommend this for approval um, with um, one change to condition 19 and um, just adding the applicant shall consider reorienting the building to either the parking lot or Webisa Street. That way, parking and the city feels like we've done our due diligence by considering it but not this doesn't require them to to formally reorient the building um, we have a motion by Commissioner uh, Berger and a second by Commissioner Rui um, any discussion Commissioner Rui I'd like to add, add hopefully a friendly amendment that uh, uh, request that the uh, applicant take a further look at uh, a pedestrian orientation to minimize uh, pedestrian usage between the buildings on the bike path. Work with staff on that one. Is that a friendly amendment? Yes. Uh, something like that. Uh, Commissioner Oath, do you have something? I also would like to make a friendly amendment that the owners or applicant place on file the written agreement between St. Bernard's Church 
and Madison Kip Corporation for public use or shared use of their agreement, other parking lot? Hmm? I thought they said they were getting one, but they haven't had put it on file yet. Is that a friendly amendment? Okay. Uh, so all those um, in favor of the motion, um, signify by saying aye. aye. All those opposed, nay. Motion carries. <clears throat> we have um, announcements. Any announcements? No announcements. Move adjournment. Um, I have a motion by Commissioner King. Do we have a second? Second by Commissioner Berger. All those in favor? I opposed? Motion carries. Well, hopefully. That